Hello and welcome back to the Obscurious Mind Podcast. This is episode 8, I believe. I think this is episode 8. I'm your host, Matt Buckner. Thank you for tuning back in. And 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 today, we are coming to you from a rather, <laughs> rather interesting place. Um, all the other episodes that I've done have been recorded in the uh, music studios at Ball State, but... I am on summer break right now, and I don't have access to the studios. So, like, the intro for the last, uh, for the second half of Garrett's interview, the intro for that was recorded in the uh, dining room of my apartment that I'm currently living in. And, you know, this episode is, you know, it's coming from an even more interesting place. It is actually coming to you from the closet of of my dad's house, of, of my room at my dad's house. Um, because, frankly... Every room in my dad's house is super, super echoey, including my bedroom. And so, just to just to give you a little glimpse of what we're working with here, um, I went into my closet. I have one of those one of those big totes of like clothes from back when back when I was not six four. Um, and so, you know, I went ahead and cracked that baby open and just started throwing clothes all over my closet. And I've got the door open. And and I have a blanket hanging behind me, and then in front of my microphone I have a pop filter made out of a out of a um, like a waffle weave T-shirt and a broken hanger. And yeah, you know what? We're doing great. We're getting this episode recorded. Honestly, I didn't know if I was going to be recording an episode today because if you can't tell, my voice is still a bit uh, a bit froggy, a bit a bit messed up. I'm still kind of working through this like allergies, strep throat, sinus infection. I don't know what it was, but it has hung around way too long. I'm not a fan of it, but you know, it's on its way out. And you know what? I decided I wanted to go ahead and sit down and do an episode today. I don't really know how long this one's going to be. This one is just going to kind of be, be a pretty heavy stream of consciousness. Just kind of talking about a concept, a concept or two that I've been thinking about lately. And who knows, who knows, maybe it'll snowball into a full like half hour. But this one might be more around 15, 20 minutes. But to get the usual stuff out of the way, make sure you are subscribed on either iTunes or Stitcher. Make sure you're leaving reviews. Make sure you're recommending the podcast to a friend if you're enjoying the episode so far. And, you know, make sure you're all caught up, too. The last two episodes were through a good buddy of mine, uh, Garrett Looker. And, you know, and they've been received really well. People have really enjoyed them. So if you haven't gotten around to listening to those, go ahead and head on over to SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, wherever you're getting the podcast from, and give those ones a listen. There were some really good episodes, and you know what? If you just kind of missed one here or there, make sure and go back and give it a listen. Uh, it helps me a lot, and it's nice to see those numbers heading in the upward direction. And then, per usual, make sure you're liking and sharing it on Facebook, or or make sure you're following the Instagram page or following the Twitter page. I will fully admit that the Twitter page has been a bit lacking. <laughs> um, I'm not a big Twitter user personally. I don't use it for much of my own social media, and so using it for this platform, yeah, I, I've kind of I've kind of sagged off a bit using that platform. So I'll, I'll make sure and go in and check on that either to my, tonight or uh, sometime tomorrow after work. And make sure that I kind of throw out some updates on episodes and where to find the podcast. So go over there and follow it on there if that's your preferred outlet. Uh, if that is your preferred outlet, if you're a really big Twitter user and you want to see some more activity from the podcast on Twitter, let me know and I'll make sure and make that kind of kind of something that's a part of my daily routine of going through and just throwing up a little thing here or there. And yeah, and so yeah, I think that kind of covers it for all the all the housekeeping stuff. 
and and for just giving you that nice little visual of me yeah i'm currently just kind of staring into my closet and talking into a t-shirt that's in front of a microphone with a guitar blanket behind me so i hope the audio sounds good i hope you don't sound hear the uh i hope you don't hear the creaky chair all too much but we're going to go ahead and get rolling and we're just going to talk about talk about kind of a cool concept that i've been that i've been thinking about lately that i kind of throw around in my head here and there and it and it has to do with the most recent application of this idea for me i was applying it to the idea of uh to the concept of religion but you know what i think it's something that you could kind of toss around and and implement, implement in a lot of different subjects uh i don't know which all ones we'll touch on we'll probably touch on the the religious one for the most part first that's uh, that's where we're going to start and so I'm going to probably name this episode something along the lines of the the religious chicken or the or the religious egg. Holy cow, I didn't know that was going to be a tongue twister. Um yeah, so the religious chicken or the religious egg or or when religion goes foul, make a nice little pun out of it. I don't know. We're just going to have fun with this episode too. So if I seem a bit goofy or if you kind of hear me smiling through the microphone, I probably am. I'm just having fun with this episode. Because, yeah, because of the circumstances, it's it's just kind of making me laugh. But, yeah, so the religious chicken or the religious egg, that's where we're going to start. And so everybody knows that, everybody knows that statement of the which came first, the chicken or the egg, which is just an intriguing idea to begin with. Uh, I'm somebody who believes in evolution, uh, and so there's that. And so it is really kind of mind-bending to think about, like, wait, why did, why did, why, like, why evolutionarily, why did eventually something say, you know what, I'm going to stop just, like, budding and procreating from a way where it just, like, eventually, like, splits off from me, like, how cells do, I, I know there's a word for it, and I should totally know it, but I don't, mitosis and meiosis, I know that's, like, a part of it where they, like, form each other, and then they just, like, split into two, and I guess, like, that's kind of kind of comparable to, like, live birth because you are just kind of, like, slowly assembling another human inside of you until that human's ready to, to venture on out into the real world. But, so that was a tangent. Um, and so it is just kind of funny to think about eventually, like, something was like, you know what, I'm going to put this thing in a hard little casing and let it hang out for a little bit before it actually does its thing. That is kind of a... I would be really interested to know where that comes from. Maybe we'll do, like, a super... Ooh, maybe we'll maybe we will do that. Maybe Thursday will be. Maybe I'll do some research the rest of the week, and I'll come back Thursday, and we'll kind of do a how stuff works or stuff you should know type thing about how eggs developed and why they developed. Because that might just be kind of a fun nerdy nerdy divergent episode to go over. That could be a fun time. Uh, so that might happen. <laughs> but so the religious to get back to my point that I was starting with. The religious chicken or the religious egg. And so, okay, so where this comes into play is thinking about the idea. So a lot of people, I don't want to say a lot of people. I know some people who are religious who when they see something, they go, ah, that's God working. And ah, it, it, yeah, they, they see things and they say, oh man, that, that had to be God. Like that had to be God working. And something I've always thought about, and you know what? We're just going to go ahead and make this the episode two where we just go ahead and put out there. Uh, my religious stance, I am I am atheist. I am atheist agnostic. So, yeah, ultimately, I think our brain cells die. Uh, but 
but I know that I can't prove that. And I also don't want that to sound as stark and as dark as it actually sounds. Um, there's actually a whole lot of beautiful stuff that's kind of intertwined in there and, and how I highly value the moment and how I highly value my experiences with people. So that's a whole other, whole other episode. But so I, I see a lot of people who are religious see something and say, oh man, that's God. And something I've always thought about is if you had never heard about God, would you know to look at something and say, oh man, I think that's God. And I guess in my head, I don't, I don't think you would, but at the same time, so a little more of my backstory here, my dad's a pastor, so I'm a pastor's kid. So I grew up in that type of setting where, where things were explained to me as being, oh, well, that's God working. And that's a way that my dad, my dad perceives areas of his world, not his entire world, but areas of his world. And, and so I guess, I guess that's where the argument becomes interesting for me is because I, I was raised in that environment. So you think in some ways, in some ways you would think of anybody, I should be the person who looks at something and says, oh, well, that's God working because, because that's kind of what I grew up around. That's what I was told by my dad. And I mean, by a majority of people around me, most of my dad's friends are people he's met in church to an extent. And so most of my family's friends were, were people we went to church with and that kind of thing. And, and so you would think almost of anybody, I would be somebody to be predisposed to saying that and, and to having that train of thought. And, you know, I mean, you can, you can absolutely come right back at that and say, well, you're a PK. A lot of, a lot of PKs end up being atheists. A lot of PKs end up not necessarily following the religious views of their parents because it is something that you're around so much that it's something that you end up rejecting. But, and I, and I mean, to give you an even more backstory, I, re, I remember if, if you, if you aren't from America and you're listening to this, or you're just from a part of America where this isn't a thing, I know it's not even a thing at all high schools in Indiana by any means, but we have a thing called a FCA, which was fellowship of Christian athletes. And so I was a part of that even from middle school because my dad and I did the music for it. And, and so I'd been a part of that for years. And, and I remember even, even, I think even within sixth grade, sixth or seventh grade, I remember sitting at FCA going, I do not think the same as the rest of these people. Like, I remember something feeling off in my head where I was like, we, we, I perceive the world differently than you guys. Not in a bad way. It was just more of a, I kind of was looking around going, huh, I don't know if these are the people that I would necessarily choose to hang out with or, or not choose to hang out with. That's a bad way of putting that because they, for a majority, a lot of those people were really great people and were who, who were friends with me because I didn't really fully come out and say, Hey, I don't think I'm a very religious person until, until college, realistically, until about my sophomore year of college. And so to, yeah, to kind of go back to what I was saying, like you would partially think I would be somebody predisposed to saying, oh, seeing something beautiful and saying, oh man, that's a work of God. And I just, I think it's really interesting to entertain the idea of, well, what if you didn't grow up? Like, I mean, in my head, I kind of start running a very hypothetical sense of say, what if you raised a kid basically only teaching them science (laughs) and saying, like if seeing something, like seeing something that seems inexplicable or is inexplicable at that time, and just saying, oh, that's that's something we don't know how to explain yet. Would you still have somebody who 
who created this God, like, do we create God on our own or, or is it something that was created a while back to, to explain the world? Because I mean, yeah, we've made leaps and bounds in explaining the way that we perceive the world and in the way that we explain, I mean, just like literally just things like gravity and why water flows the way it does and why weather works the way it does. I mean, in history, and I think I've said this in a past podcast where I talk about geysers and how people at one point looked at a geyser and were like, holy cow, God is angry with us. He is bringing forth water from the depths of the earth. And now we're just like, yeah, no, that's, that's just, that's just water trapped in the earth. Like (laughs) not that big of a deal. And so it's kind of pulling it back to that and saying, well, well, was this idea of God, was this idea of this greater entity, something that was purely created in a time that, that needed an explanation because we didn't know much at all. We, we didn't know how to explain a lot of the things that were happening around us. And, and I don't want to come across, I hope I'm not coming across in a way of saying, oh, well, this is how it is. Because I mean, ultimately, like I said, like I do have a, my, my thought pattern tends to be quite agnostic. And realistically, I, I personally don't like associating with the idea of atheism because I think atheism I've met a lot of atheists who are very staunch who are very aggressive and I don't think that's the way it should be in in any sense I don't think you should be a staunch or aggressive Christian I don't think you should be a staunch or aggressive Buddhist which I know sounds kind of funny in (laughs) in the same sentence together um and, and so I don't want to, I don't want to come to, I, I don't want you guys thinking I'm saying here is the answer like that. It, I think I've made a very good point of saying all throughout this. Oh, Hey, understand that, understand that life is like, life is just this huge, huge trying to figure out what sticks, what you vibe with. And so this is just me. This is me. This is me very heavily spitballing, but I do think it's really interesting to think about the fact of, because a lot of where I started a lot of where I started to initially diverge from religion was was an idea that I literally just talked to my dad about recently. And I heard in a Pete Holmes podcast where Pete Holmes was talking about that he was talking to Richard Rohr, who I believe is a Christian author. I, I don't want to put any names or labels on there that don't necessarily belong. But as far as I know, he's a Christian author who Pete Holmes reads a lot about. He's He's at least a spiritual author. And and Pete talks about how he he was in a conversation with Richard Rohr where he brought up and you know what a lot of people have had this I've I've heard a lot of people talk about having the same inquiry of saying, Oh, well, if I was literally just born in a different part of the world, I would have a completely different I would have a completely different belief system. I, I would be Buddhist, I would be Mo- I would be Muslim, I would uh, Yeah. Yeah, and and so just that idea alone was something that was kind of baffling to me when I was younger. I was just like, wow, so if I was just born somewhere different, I would believe that religion as strongly as I believe my current one. And if you've never thought about that before, think about it, because it's trippy, and it's really cool to think about. And and it was cool because Pete talks about how Richard Rohr's response to him was just, yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And to me, I thought that was cool because uh, to me, that's somebody who understands God as an explanation of unknowing and and that and that that explanation can go a lot of different ways and how if if you are somebody who tends to lean towards religion you do kind of have to understand that side of it and say yeah you know this is the way that I choose to understand things 
and and not going at religion from a perspective of oh this will give me the answers that i need this will give me and you know in some way it does help a lot of people fill a hole in their life which it it was just something that, that it it never filled a hole for me and so that's where i stand where i stand but but all of that regardless it really is all of this does come back to the come back to the first idea that i was talking about of just like religious chicken or religious egg and so and so do do you do you perceive something as god because you've been told it's god or or is it something that's rooted rooted within you and if it's if if you if you think it's something that's rooted within you that's absolutely cool and and i can't say you're wrong i you, like i absolutely in no way can say oh well no but that's just cuz you want to believe that cuz then cuz then we're going to end up chasing each other in circles and circles and circles and 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 i mean that's an infinite loop of thoughts and questions and and so you know what very well might be that people are just kind of pre-wired to lean towards religion or to lean towards just experience and and experiencing people and in the moment and saying you know what i don't know if I don't know if answering that question is important to me. And that's kind of where it stands for me is I, I, having a God, having, having a more defined set of that is just something that's not largely important to me. It doesn't, it doesn't really affect the way that I make my decisions. Um, but yeah, I mean, just consider that idea of, well, do, well, do I choose to explain something because that's the way it's always been explained to me, or that's the only way it's been explained to me. Because then you can, because then you can start to actually like question even why you perceive the world the way you do, and that gets really interesting. And I think that's, for me personally, I think that's really important to do, to simply even just question why you perceive the world the way that you do, and not just necessarily question your perceptions. And and that's getting that's getting incredibly wordy and not succinct. And so I'm gonna kind of I'm gonna kind of diverge away from that. But yeah, you know what? I think I'm going to go ahead and kind of put a cap on the cap on this episode here. I know this was shorter than normal, but I I think there's a lot of topics there to kind of to kind of give you guys an opportunity to think. And and I would love I would love questions from you guys that I can either cover in Thursday's episode or or we might go that super nerdy geeky route with Thursday's episode. So that might happen too still. Um but yeah, feel free to ask me questions. Feel free to pose arguments to that too. Because because yeah, you know, I mean, I guess I stand where I think I think a lot of people perceive the world religiously because that's what they grew up around because that's what that's what was presented to them. And I don't know if you can change that either because that's because that's something that's something that's as big of a question because you do get into the conversation of like nature versus nurture. And saying, oh, well, I mean, if that was something, if, if that explanation was something that was written in their, in their core perception of the world, is that something you can really rewrite? Is that something that's ever going to back away from them? And, and I mean, again, that's where kind of, I feel like I provide kind of an odd case. And I feel like that's where, and I feel like my case is where you could begin to argue saying, oh, well, I think people are kind of hardwired to either lean towards a religious a religious structure or just kind of lean towards ambiguity and lean towards saying, well, I think the question itself is beautiful. And, and maybe that's what I'll kind of get into talking to on Thursday is talking about the idea of, 
the the question of life, the unknowingness of life being what I just find absolutely stunning about everything. Uh, because, because that is how I perceive the world. Not, not understanding things to me can be equally as frustrating and equally as beautiful. And, and yeah, and I mean, I think, I think that's the way the world goes around. But yeah, I mean, you do, you do start to kind of discuss whether or not people are just kind of pre, pre-wired to lean one way or another. Because, because yeah, on book, if, if we're going with the hypothetical of somebody been raised around perceiving the world in a way of saying, oh, well, that's God's hand, that's God doing something. I mean, then, yeah, I mean, I should absolutely be sitting here as a very religious person in a lot of ways, I think, I think. My dad, my, and I will give absolute, like, I will absolutely give credit to my dad in that he was a very, he is a very pretty open person, and it wasn't, it wasn't something that was ever forced down my throat. It was something that I just kind of rolled with for years because I was just like, eh, and then I just started giving it a lot more thought when I was in an environment that allowed me to. But yeah, I'm starting to go in circles. I hope you guys kind of enjoyed this a bit more like shortened but freestyle kind of scattershot. Get a lot of thoughts out there. Style, because you know what? It might pop up here and more. It might pop up here more here and there. Holy cow. If I could get words out, that'd be awesome. But yeah. Uh, let me know what you guys think. Let me know what you guys think. Cause this is really one of those things where it is just a question that I'm thinking about right now. It's not one that I have a huge set answer for. It's not one that I have a big, and here's the lesson to learn from this. This is really kind of me letting you guys into the side of my head that really is just intrigued by questions. It really is just intrigued by the cool idea of, whoa, if you ask that question, if you ask, well, well, am I believing this because it's what I what I was told to believe? Or is it something that really does come out of me? Is it just something that, like, when I see something beautiful, I go, wow, God is cool. Is it just kind of a knee-jerk? Like, this is really just one of those things where I'm like, wow, that's interesting to think about. I, I don't know if there's the right answer. I don't know if there's a definitive one. Um, I just think it's cool. And I think kind of spitballing stuff like this and giving yourself an opportunity to question what you believe and question what you think about in question the word that I say all the time, but how you perceive the world around you. I think that's good. And, and that's kind of the ultimate goal of this podcast is to bring you guys into that side of my head and hopefully kind of develop that side of your guys' head. So I hope you really enjoyed the episode. If you enjoyed this one again, please, please, please share, share the, uh, share the podcast link on Facebook, give it a like, head over and follow all the social media stuff. And yeah, you know what? I will see you guys on Thursday. I really appreciate you guys. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Again, kind of apologies for the uh, super nasally voice. And if it sounds weird, I think it sounds good. I've got my headphones on and I think it, I think it sounds decent. So hope you guys enjoyed it and I will see you guys on Thursday. Thanks for tuning in.